1: Brad Biggs. Bigs time. Biggs. With Mully and
0: Haw. Bigs Time. The Biggs Report. With Brad Biggs. Biggs time. Bigsy. His name is Brad Biggs. Brad Biggs talks
1: football with you. Mully and Haw, Chicago Sports Radio, 6-7 to score. Game in for Mully today. And now we have the football man from the Chicago Tribune joining us on the Circus Sports Illinois Hotline. Download the Circus Sports app today. Brad Biggs, good morning, Biggs. How's it going? Morning, boys. What's going on? Well, the Bears have been busy. They got right to it. They didn't waste any time. Ryan Poles announced on Thursday the release of Cody Whitehair and Eddie Jackson. Not a huge surprise, Brad. What was your reaction, and how hard will either guy be to replace?
2: Well you're not looking to replace them you're looking to you're looking to upgrade uh with uh, younger younger talent and it's it's not gonna be easy um and you're certainly not going to get a replacement that's likely to have the same presence um with his teammates immediately anyway Eddie jackson's a guy who had had been the elder statesman on that defense for a while a player that uh Young guys turned to a guy who opened the doors of his home to those young defensive backs pretty much at all times. Uh, so was a mentor to a Jaquan Brisker, a Tyreek Stevenson. I mean, th- those guys would talk about how appreciative they were that they could go over to Eddie's place after work and talk about work, talk about life. Uh, talked about a little bit of football and um, he, he was a real positive influence on those guys so you can't replace that uh, anytime real soon cody Whitehair uh, had been the what the longest tenured guy uh, on the team and played an awful lot of football for the bears and was remarkably uh durable throughout his career 118 uh starts for them and really selfless. I think when you when you talk about how many times Cody Whitehair went from one position to another and you didn't hear him complain about it at all, that spoke to uh what a team guy uh he was. But yeah, you look at what they've got to do here in the off season, uh free safety, they don't have a replacement for Eddie on the roster, center They're going to have to go out and get uh, one, maybe two, uh, if they get a young guy. So they've got some work cut out for them. But the Bears did the right thing by both of these players. you got these uh, older players that have been really good to your organization. You cut them well in advance of the start of free agency and give them a head start on potentially uh, finding a new home.
0: Biggs, now outside of you know Jalen Johnson, Polls you know has used the draft to secure talent in that secondary. Do you think he'll address that safety position you know via the draft or go grab a veteran in free agency? There's, you know that's a good question.
2: I don't see a whole lot in the way of great center fielders and free agency. I mean, there's some guys that are some accomplished safeties that are probably going to be um, on the market. It's, not a, it's that's a hard position to fill. It really is. You talk about that. That safety that can do a little bit of everything, it is difficult to come up with that guy, and it had been a while since the Bears had had a player on the back end with the instincts and the ability to be around the ball like Eddie Jackson. You know, I, I draw the parallel – a little bit anyway, and they're slightly different players, but to to Mike Brown, right, who spent Mm -hmm. uh, nine seasons in a Bears uniform appearing in 100 games. Like, that's that's pretty... How many games did uh, Eddie appear in uh, for the Bears? 100 uh, games. So uh, they both uh, had an ability to be around the ball. Tough... uh, Tough guy to replace, but um you could see it. I mean that the tackling kinda became a little bit of an issue again this past year. Um and they they um, you know they they need to make a move. Sometimes uh as they say, it's 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 better to move on from a player a year too soon than a year too later, and I'm not suggesting they're moving on from either of these guys a year too soon, but um you, you could tell this was likely coming.
1: Let me play devil's advocate for a moment, Brad, or at least ask about this uh, possibility. Why did they not explore, or maybe they did and were not aware of it, but the big number was not something that they could live with Eddie Jackson at $14 million. Teams renegotiate deals with veterans uh, often if they want to keep them. Why did they not do that with Eddie Jackson to keep a guy that helps your defense stay intact? Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, We don't
2: know. If they went down that avenue, that could we don't know if that's not still a possibility several weeks from now, Would after both sides have sort of, uh, you know, t- tested the market, seen what's out there, uh, talked to other uh, possibilities. But I-, I think it's probably the play, Dave. You know, you just you look at uh, he, he was he uh, was pretty good for him in in twenty twenty two. He had the uh, foot injury there in the meadowlands uh, late in the season, I think it was the twelfth game, and then, yeah, he didn't seem around the ball as much this past year. the tackling issues like if you if you make a judgment that hey, we need to get better at this position um, and I'm talking about a judgment strictly on the film. I don't know that you can allow some of those intangibles to sort of uh, shift your decision and those are those are really difficult things to do when you talk about giving a player an extreme haircut like a, a guy that was going to go from 14 million to you know significantly less than that maybe you give me the opportunity to earn some of it in uh, per game roster bonuses but that was I, I wrote about that I talked to Eddie about that in early January late December and I th- I always thought that that was uh, going to be a bit of a long shot.
0: You know, when I think about Ryan Poles at the, you know, handling the number one pick, Biggs, and I, I say to myself, okay, well, he had it last year, he has it this year, second year on the job. I'm trying to get into his brain and thinking, like, how his approach could potentially be different, maybe what he learned from last year. When you think about Ryan Poles and, you know, being around him and, you know, his demeanor and such – do you think there is some sort of different approach that he's taking this year with the number one pick? Well, I think it's a different approach because it's a
2: different it's it's a different football team, right? You've got you've got a different roster. You're you're a little bit deeper uh, into it. I don't know that you go about it um, in a in a much different way. I mean, it's obviously clearly different because they've got. Two top ten picks this year. They've got the number one pick, and they're on the clock again at number nine. That wasn't the case last year. So there's a lot that makes 2024 uh, different from 2023. You've got a deeper class of quarterbacks. You've seen Justin Fields for another season. Um, you know, I just uh, I think there's a whole lot uh, that's different. I think he. Took a methodical approach with his staff last year, and they're they're going about that uh, very same process uh, right now. Kind of pointing toward the the next thing being uh, the combine starting a week from uh, Monday, and uh, maybe we'll have some more news. Uh, I'm sure we'll have news or at minimum rumors. Uh, coming out of indianapolis
1: all right brad i want to send your first letter to your mailbag for your next entry so i am david from the studio and i want you because this is sort of a fanish question but i am very curious about your answer well, if it's a, okay go on what are we going to say what are we going to i was going to make
2: some i was i was going to make some blackhawks joke it probably wasn't going to go over oh well.
1: you want to talk blackhawks we don't want to talk blackhawks <laughs> we'll we'll get in an argument, Brad, and that will mean, be ready. They push them, but they 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 tune out when you talk black guys. Right? <laughs> you don't. You come after me. All right, well we digress. So if you're the Bears, you have now twenty one million dollars under the cap, you have to replace a free safety, and you'd still need a pass rusher opposite Montez Sweat. How would you evaluate Antoine Winfield Jr. as a replacement possibly in free agency given his price tag? versus the resources it might require to go out and pursue Daniil Hunter as a rush end? And where do you stand on what's more important to a defense? The rush end, who can get there, or the young free safety that can stabilize a secondary?
2: Yeah, I, I don't – it starts on the line. Like, who are we kidding? Like, you've got to it, – it starts up front, and um, – They've got to get better rushing the passer. Even with a half season of Montez Sweat, their total numbers were near the some of these uh, pass rush metrics. They're as a defense as a unit, they're near the bottom of the league, and um, that that's got to continue to be addressed. You know, Hunter is an interesting guy. I don't know what the price tag's going to be for him, guys. He he's he's going to be thirty, and we've seen. Some of these guys do very well into their 30s. I mean, Khalil Mack is still playing at a pretty high level. You look at Hunter, um, the production has been at a high level for the last five seasons. The only year uh, you'd say, well, what happened there? He had six sacks in seven games, and he had an injury. Okay, 16 and a half sacks this past season, 10 and a half the year before. I mean, are the Bears at the point – with what they're doing, with what they're building and attempting to accomplish, that you're going to go out and buy a 30-year-old pass rusher. I don't know. It, that, that's, you are know, like, like, where are you going right. with, with, with that guy? Because it, how old is he going to have to be for you to be at the point as a roster where you're, okay, now we're really rocking and rolling. Like, at that point are you paying him for past production and he's not the same guy i would i would slow the roll a little bit on Daniil Hunter and that's with an awful lot of respect for a guy who, who's been really good 87 and a half career sacks um, he's he's dynamite but um, i you really got to think twice about paying a 30 year old pass rusher when you have worked you've done some heavy lifting to get your cap situation where it is right now to get things in order moving forward I'd uh, I'd think twice about a about a 30-year-old pass rusher at this point like if the Bears had gotten into the playoffs and won one game you know and you were feeling really good about the whole operation yeah, maybe that's the point where you you make a move like that. They're they're coming off seven and ten. They're last in the division. They've got more work to do. I don't know. That's the point you you buy the thirty year old edge sure.
0: rusher. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Uh, but they certainly need some help on that line in order to improve, oh, yeah. improve that defense. Yeah, I mean, in a in a perfect world, guys, in a
2: perfect world, you're matching a talented young rookie opposite Montez Sweat. Now, maybe not a great draft for edge rushers, and you've got other needs, right? Like you've, 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 you need another wide receiver. The quarterback thing, we've talked about it, you know, every morning for months. Uh, we, we just talked about the free safety and center thing, so you got a handful of other positions that are going to be issues, but um, the defensive line is going to be a factor here one way or another in free agency or the draft.
0: Brad, a lot of people talk about holes on this team, I and mean, we've been talking about it a ton as well. But there are other people that want the Bears to upgrade at certain positions and, and or, or add to them, like the tight end position, right, or like the, the running back position. The Bears only have six draft picks. Um, is it important for your mind to to add pieces in those two areas as well, or do you feel like the holes are the, are the glaring issues uh, that they need to address first?
2: Well, they've got to add some tight ends. Like they've really got Cole Komet and nobody else uh, under contract right now. So they've got to figure out, I think, what they want to do schematically there. Like, okay, what what is the piece that we want next to Cole? Who, what does tight end two look like? What, um, what assets do we want this guy to have? What do we want him to be good at? Then they've got to think about uh, tight end three. This past year they went with Mercedes Lewis. So they kind of effectively, were in a spot this past year, guys, where they didn't have a tight end for special teams, which can make lead to other decisions. That yeah, I mean, it's it's a trickle down effect, right? Uh, so they've got to look at that the running back thing. I would assume uh, Deontay Foreman is exiting. There's going to need to be another back. But guys, I look at you know I I ran in my mailbag this week a list of uh, the teams that won the Super Bowl, and it was like how much. Of the salary cap, the their starting running back took up, and you look at the list, and you he, if some of these guys are blasts from the past. You're like, oh yeah, I remember when he was the primary back for that team, and boy, that was a real brief period of time. He, and if you could get a Christian McCaffrey, I you can justify the cash, the cap for everything he brings to his the offense. I'd be way more interested in what Ryan Pohl's plan is for wide receiver two, even tight end two, than I would be uh, a running back. I you can you can win with guys at that position. Look at the Los Angeles Rams this year. What was he, top three or top four in the league? Kyron Williams, Kyron Williams. kid out of Notre Dame in year two. He was a fifth round pick or a sixth round pick of the Rams. You can take a guy plug them into your offense, and run the ball effectively.
1: One more question about Eddie Jackson's situation, Brad, because I'm curious how the Bears will address this in the offseason. That's a big spot in a good defense. So is moving Tyreek Stevenson to safety an option that they will even consider? Does that make any sense to you? What other internal options exist? Because teams like to do that, promote from within if they can, save some money, and also maybe reward a guy who hasn't gotten a good look. The second part of that is how all of this could affect Jaquan Brisker, who really valued playing alongside Eddie Jackson, and you saw him maybe playing with a little bit more autonomy and aggressiveness because he always felt like Eddie Jackson would have his back.
2: Yeah, yeah those are a couple of good questions. I am I would be generally opposed to the idea of moving Tyreek Stevenson to free safety. Like if you've got a good cornerback, leave him at cornerback, and I know that that – That's been this like Bears story idea for years. Like take Kyle Fuller and make him a safety. Why shouldn't shouldn't Charles Tillman be a safety? If you've got a corner and he's a good corner, leave him at corner. Um, They they don't have a replacement for Eddie on the roster right now. Like I I just can't imagine Uh, Elijah Hicks. His name probably sits in that spot right now. I can't imagine they're super comfortable with that. They'll need to make. Um, a move there, and I, I think Brisker's the kind of guy that I thought midway through year one, back in 2022, that he's got some natural leadership traits. So I think uh, if he can continue to play well, if he can stay on the field, he can become that guy that maybe some some of the young players and, and you know they've got Jalen Johnson obviously as a leader for him, assuming he's back, which I think that'll happen but Jaquan Brisker's got some real leadership traits. Um, he's not going to be a guy you're going to want in that free safety role. That's not his strength. Uh, you don't want him playing center field for you, but he's got some, some qualities and some attributes, and, and I thought he had a, uh, a, a pretty good season. I thought he was a little bit better in the second half of this past season, um, but he's a good guy in that locker room.
1: Great stuff, Brad. Appreciate the time. Have a great weekend, and we'll talk to you next week. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blockout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.